Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) (laughs) In what world? You read read the title of this episode. Did we throw you a curveball or what? Uh, well, we're not going to bury the lead. We're not going to go on some to. like journey of like, wait until we get to the scoop. Also, we just, I would just want you to take a second to appreciate that we didn't title this episode like big news yeah. and make you click into the episode to know what we're doing. Yeah. We basically titled it exactly how we talk about it. Well, well we're moving to Portugal. <laughs> Oops. I, I think I should put a parenthesis, we hope, question mark. I know. Because but, it's not really our choice. It's not our choice. To move here. It's the government. Uh, okay. So we're not going to do a pram bell this week because right. there's so much juice. Juicy gossip. We gotta get so to. So much juicy gossip. We're yeah. gonna put a pin in our travels. We yeah. last left you in the UK. We're gonna pick up on our travel con- like stories. It's it's not that much you're gonna miss out on, but uh, yeah. Next Starting week. next week. Yeah. Because instead we're gonna kinda like fast forward in time into real time, yeah. which is what we're recording today, because we're recording this episode basically a day before it goes up. Yeah. So you're getting the most real-time possible update you could possibly get. Absolutely. Uh, the reason there was no episode last week is because of the title of this episode. Right. We were running around yeah. like just a couple of kids trying to move to a different country. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at stuff. We were seeing stuff. We were driving. We were seeing. We were driving. We were seeing. We were driving. We were seeing. And yeah, it was just one of those things where Thursday came about last week and we We'll talk to you about all the things we were doing, but it was just like, let's not. Right. We're going to burn ourselves out, and that's one of the things we talk about all the time. Is like, when things have to give, you got to let something go, and yeah. this podcast seems to always be the thing, but we're here for you now, sharing all that's the right. juicy bits. Okay, so, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you might be like, wait, what? Yeah. Because you're traveling full-time this year, and like that was a big adventure, and now you're doing this other big adventure, and like what's happening? And it might kind of feel like a curve ball, curve wall. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But in this episode, we are going to clue you in on how this wasn't just a spur of the moment spontaneous thing. It was the culmination of many conversations, many seeds planted and then growing and then growing. And we're going to take you on that journey and kind of let you in on how this big life decision came about. Yeah. Why it came about. Yeah. How we feel about it. Yeah. We're going to talk Definitely about feelings. Definitely have feelings. So, yeah. Stick I have around. an actual bullet in our nose that just says, in all caps, feelings. feelings. Yeah. And also, if you're just interested in not just the story of how that unfo- unfolded, but where we are at in the process and what happens yeah. next, yeah. we're going to share all of that too. So, there's a lot of juicy stuff. Yeah. So, let's talk about just kind of like setting the stage here. Okay. The two reasons why we did this full-time travel trip this year. Um, were oh, by the way, if you're, this is your first episode, Woo. we were living in Southern California. Yeah. We sold all of our possessions and starting in January of this year, we flew actually funny enough to Portugal yep. and we started on this adventure of trying to travel to different countries in Europe for the entire year of 2022. Yeah. So the reason why we did this trip was a, a bucket list life 
goal thing to travel Europe and to see things we had never seen before, experience things we had never experienced yeah. before. And you know, kids are on the horizon for us in the next couple of years, and we're you'll, not going to be able to do that. You'll be the second to know. Yeah. Uh, so we're not going to be able to, to travel unencumbered. Sure. You know, yeah. you're going to have to bring them with, right? Wait, you can leave them at home? <laughs> Hold on, I'm learning things. Uh, is there like a little, you know, the little kitty feeders that feed cats and it like anyway. points a laser? Ooh. They have those for kids? Absolutely, babe. Just oh, cool. Like, keep living that dream. And then they can like, they can back their the butt up into is... like a diaper changing part of it. It's <laughs> like, wherever <laughs> your brain's going, stop. <laughs> Just stop now. Um, yes, of course we know that you can travel with children. Yeah. However, those of you who already do have kids, you know the reality, which is that it, everything becomes a little bit more difficult and logistically challenged, right? Yeah. So we, having many friends who already have children, have witnessed that and are kind of like, listen, this is our chance to like really be as free as we want to be this year. Yeah. And before we start that next chapter, which we're also very excited about, but we just want to live in this chapter yeah. right now. So that was the reason for this trip as well. But, but it was also, in Jason's mind... <laughs> In my mind, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was also to kind of scout out what life could be like if we decided to live in Europe for an, an uh, indefinite amount of time. Listen, for the, for our U.S. friends, especially those of you who are in your 30s, 40s, late 20s, like I think, and beyond that, I think everyone can relate to the fact of just this idea of like, well, what's life like somewhere else? You know, yeah, like, what's, I think just we... what's it like in another country? Like it's impossible to know until you do it for yourself. And we can all agree, America is to a large degree this bubble. Yeah. And I can confirm, for me at least, being out of it for um, you eight know, months. eight months now, I didn't realize just how much of a bubble it is. Yeah. Because uh, you know, it is such an economic power and everything, there's very much this narrative of like America leads the world and, yep. and everything revolves around that. And like there is this very like American centric mentality that you don't see until you're outside that bubble and you're yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there's quite a, a bit big other, world. Other people live <laughs> quite a big world out <laughs> yeah. here. And so we, And that's just the naive thing I think that like you, you get as a person. And that's why people travel, right? Yeah. It, it's to expand your horizons, it's to widen your worldview, and that was important to us. And but uh, Jason had just kind of mentioned that he was interested in what it could look like for us to not go back to California and to find a new place to live. Yeah. And I will just tell you, I was, I was like, okay, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to shut this down. Cause we don't, we don't bring an umbrella to a brainstorm. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I try as partners, we try to, yes. Like, and yes. And it's yeah. important to like hear that when he says that that's a dream of his and I don't want to shut it down. And I told him I'd be open-minded to it. But if we're both being honest, I was like, good luck convincing me to do that. <laughs> well, let's talk about, we have our first, uh, on the count of three, tell me the percentage oh, yeah. uh, okay. so portions of this podcast. Jace thought it would be funny to, because as you'll see, as this journey unfolds, Jace thought it would be fun to uh, share the percentage likelihood that I thought that we would move to Europe yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. Like where the, the likelihood percentage So I think grew. my percent, so each of us on the count of three are going to say the percentage of what we personally thought was the, the likelihood was that we would move that to we would move to Europe. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so right now, if you're asking me what the percentage was when we started the trip, so yeah. in January. Yeah. On the count of three. Okay. Wait, let me choose my percentage. <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. You ready? Yeah. One, One two, two, three, three 10%. 80%. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. feels right. So I was 80% certain because 
and we'll get to this more later on, but there's, there's just a lot about living in the United States that I just wasn't happy about anymore. And there's a lot about the politics and about the gun violence and about the perceived safety and about just a lot of the things that if you live in the U.S., you know that's going on. And of course, caveat, like there's nothing in that that means that we don't love the United States. Like that is our home country. There's so many positives to it as well. But yeah, I think it's okay to admit that there were things that were less than ideal as well. Yeah. And so that's why for me, I was at such a high percentage for myself. Like I didn't know if I was going to be able to convince you. I thought maybe we'd have to go back to long distance. You know, we started long distance. (laughs) (laughs) And Listen, Listen, Zoom. Zoom's doing great. Zoom's doing great. Like there's like filters and stuff we could put on. how did you think that the kids thing would go long distance? Well, you would get the kids, yeah, <laughs> and I would get the businesses, and we would then, oh, you know, God. send care packages back and forth. <laughs> like, you'd send money, yeah. and I'd send birthday cards. Well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you figure out the money part on your own, you know? Anyway, so 80-10 is where we're okay. at. So you're at 10%. So I'm I surprised you're even at 10%, to I be honest. I was, because I was truthful when I said I was going into it open-minded. I really was. I wasn't totally shut off. I just was like... You have a large hill to climb here, my, That's my good, friend. a good note for me for future things what? when you say the words, I'm open-minded about this. It's, it's a, a 10, 10% just, so you know, <laughs> just so you know. It's open. The door is not closed. Right. Cracked. It's cracked. Very small crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I was open, but I was just, as you all know, like this travel experience has been so wonderful, but it's also, it's hard on me. And I've been very vocal and honest about that throughout this entire year. It is not natural for me to do this, but again, I'm so glad that I have weathered those challenges because I think it's made me a lot stronger, but I was like thinking to myself, "Mm, so now you're telling me this is not a temporary challenge that I have to undertake. Like I have to change everything that I know about how to do life in a different place And I just thought, like, that's not a challenge that I want to necessarily undertake. Like, I want to be able to go back to my comfort and what I know, especially as we enter what I know is going to be a challenging time, which is having small children. Yeah. So if we we go back to January, we're in Lisbon. We stayed in Lisbon for a month. We knew we didn't want to live in a big city. Like, that wasn't even a consideration. Mm -hmm. But I think it really showed us that all the good things people said about Portugal we really loved. We really the liked people, it. The, the people, the, the pace of life, just you know, the fact that English is the spoken food. so predominantly. I mean, we want to learn Portuguese. Like that's definitely on our list, and it's actually something you have to do if I'm you want to become so a full time uh, resident. Um, but it, I think that's where we said, okay, let's move forward with this. So well, not let's not not no no no. It was like okay, yeah. Let's maybe come back to Portugal. Right. Is what you mean? Yeah. So at the end of that month. You, we were just sort of like not even it wasn't even really on the horizon of like could we move here it was more of like oh we l- really like it here let's actually plan in our travels to come back to different areas because we knew Lisbon and big city life wasn't really for us yeah and so many people had told us great things about the coasts yeah so you have basically two coasts or like I mean more than that but like yeah there's the, the two major main, areas main yeah. areas that people talk about are the silver coast which yep. is the west coast and this is north of lisbon and so you have all these beach towns along what they call the silver coast then you have the algarve which is probably which is the gold coast the gold coast but everyone calls it the algarve the most 
probably popular. Yeah. It's a hugely popular uh, vacation holiday destination. Basically, yep. all of Europe comes to the Algarve. The southern coast of the Portugal. The southern coast of Portugal, right? So you've got the west coast, the silver coast, the southern coast, the Algarve, the golden yep. coast. And we didn't. we knew that it would probably be like we wanted to be by the water. I mean, Lisbon is on the water, but it's not. It's on the river. So. Yeah. Um, the we, Tagush. The Tagush. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. No, no. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. And so we thought, oh, we'll come back later in the year and we'll do kind of like beach Portugal life. And we'll see. Maybe we'll stay in one of those areas and see what, what that's like. Okay? Yeah. So that is, that's in January of this year. It's just yeah. sort of all that's planted is just, we really like it here. It's totally our vibe. There's a lot of similarities between California and Portugal, just landscape-wise and weather-wise. Yeah. If anything, there's a lot of similarities between California and Portugal. Like, California takes after sure, Portugal, sure, sure, of course, sure, has sure, been sure, around sure. for so long. Sure, this absolutely. is what I keep coming back to. That, yeah, as Whenever I'm like, said, this, no, no, for this us, town in England really reminds me of New England. <laughs> and you're like, it's the reverse, but okay. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think where things really started to get serious well, was in the summer. Exactly, because yeah. so for not all, before not when we got here, but before we got here. Exactly. So, so after that, that seed was planted. Then all of the spring, I'm just gonna be honest, like that was a real roller coaster ride, right? Yeah. Because it was like there's shingles and there was COVID and there was just your girlfriend's trip. It was trip my girlfriend's and, trip, and it was a lot of ups and downs, yeah. and like travel got hard. But when it started to let up was when we got to the Netherlands. And this was after Greece. Greece was a great reset. It that was, was like, my birthday. That was your May. birthday. That was May. I also was, happy belated birthday to you. Oh my god, thank you. We're recording this the day after your her birthday. Thank you so much. Please, everyone, send uh, Zynga uh, birthday <laughs> parties. <laughs> I just wanted Zynga to be in there, and I couldn't recall a game. Buy was, me, buy me some Farmville. Uh, oh, there we props. go. Farmville, great job. That, great job. I never great played job, great job. Farmville. I was more of a Candy either. Crush kind of a gal. Fantastic. Um, or whatever the Facebook equivalent was. Anyway, Greece was great. By the way, no coincidence that I felt really good after Greece, and we had stayed at two places that were by the water. Yeah. That'll come back around. So then we go to the Netherlands, and we're not going to harp too much on this, but when yeah. things really changed were the massive string of mass shootings and yeah. like most notably the Uvalde shooting. Mm -hmm. And I was just in tears and I was just like trying to picture, we're, we're trying to get ready for this next phase of our lives of having kids. And like, of course, shootings of any kind are atrocious and terrible and tragic. Yeah. But when you talk to me about an elementary school, yeah. And you and I'm picturing myself as a mother in the next few years, like things really shifted in my brain. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I need to actually consider this more than I thought. Yeah. And that's just the reality. And again, don't want to harp on it, don't want to get into all of it because I know a lot of you listening don't probably want to go there. Yeah. And, and we it's not this is not the show that we want to record either, is talking about those things. But it, it's important to know that that was an inflection point. Yeah. That was a point where, A, we're staying in a neighborhood. It's really the first neighborhood of this in, entire in trip. And it's a neighborhood in Europe. And, and understandably, every country in Europe is different. Completely. Everybody has their own culture. Everybody has their own differences. But it was, and nowhere is perfectly safe. Exactly. And we're aware of that. But we're, we're just walking around this neighborhood. We're walking miles to go to restaurants <laughs> instead of having bikes like idiots. And it, I think it really started to change that, oh, like, could, could we live in Europe? Then obviously because the stuff... Because it became... It went from being, like, abstract 10% likelihood yeah. to being, like, now I have this ex this more palpable reason to consider it. 
and I'm standing in a place where I can actually visualize what it would be like. Yeah. And so those two things combined, like really, like if the door was like cracked ever so slightly before, it was like a big gust of wind came and kind of like really swung it, well, not wide open. Let's see how wide it is okay, because wait, we on. have on the count of three, we have our second percentage okay. of how, what percentage did you think that we were moving to And so Europe? I'll share mine. And then at that point, you were at 80 before. I was at 80 before. You were at 10 before. Yeah. On the count of three. One, One two, two, three. 86%. Oh, okay. You don't have a lot of room to I don't go. have a lot of room. I don't have a lot of room. Yeah, I, you know. But I went from you went, like. You went to what, 50? 50. Wow. I went from 10% to like. 50 like really considering it day in and day out thinking to myself i was i was googling up a storm i was like well, what's living in portugal like yep, like yep. what is living in the netherlands like what's it like to have? i think that's when we really started to like just start exploring real estate not with the intention that we would actually purchase but just to see what a home in a neighborhood on google street view like what does that look like in portugal and in the netherlands oh yeah and i was going i was like going full you started ag- looking at mortgage rates okay, like you were getting is, bankers involved i don't know if this is weird because i know i'm no full and well we do not have children yet i do not know what that road is going to look like i don't know i all i know is that we want kids um i don't know how hard or easy that's gonna, going to be for us however i was going down the road of like what's it like to give birth in the netherlands what what <laughs> schools are they going to like how yeah. do we whatever by the way we have doulas in every country in europe now just in case <laughs> yeah. like we're just set um and so i was like really allowing myself to go down the road of like what would this look like and i have to say that was a really interesting time period for me because part of i think what a lot of the anxi- maybe anxiety is not the right word but like apprehension it was like a really weird thing for me all throughout this year to know that we were on this big kind of cliff of our lives and not know what the next chapter would look like. Yeah. And and it was a good practice for me to just be in the moment and not trying to paint the future yet. Yeah. Um, because I really, for a long time there, I didn't know, like, are we going back? Are we going to somewhere not California? Are we going to somewhere in Europe? Like, where I've flown to Antarctica a couple times, know. you know, just like... But that was the first time where I almost felt a little bit of relief in that sense because I could really start to paint this picture yeah. and allow myself to see what the paths could be. And that made me excited yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 50% excited. 50%, 50% excited. terrified out of my ever loving mind. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to keep talking about how this evolved. So uh, I think from there, the next thing, which is jumping back in time just a little bit, but when we were in Scotland it was about time to decide like, okay, where are we going to go? We had this two week time frame where we had time in our schedule to be back in the Shenzhen country that we could explore and do a scouting trip. And this was right after the Netherlands. So this where is, we just told you that inflection point that happened in the Netherlands, yep. immediately after that, we were in Scotland yep. and we had a little bit more time there, two and a half weeks. And I remember we had this big meeting and we needed to, like you said, decide on a place for these this empty block that we yep. had for yep. our travel schedule. And we thought, well, wouldn't this be a good opportunity to go back to Portugal? But this time, it wasn't like, oh, we want to go back to Portugal because we like it. Now, combined with like the conversations we had been having from the Netherlands, we were sort of like, well, maybe we go back to Portugal and we do it with the express intent of scouting areas to see if we could live there. Yeah. And I think the more that we, you know, we had been watching videos from people who live in different areas of Portugal, um, but just been looking at, uh, you know, the different, like we looked at Porto for a while, which is the northern area. And that seemed really interesting, but the weather just didn't seem kind of like coastal sunny enough for us. Like I get why people would want to live there. It's beautiful. And and even people who say that they're there, like it's not as like overcast and rainy as everyone Mm -hmm. like thinks it is. 
But I think for us, what it really boiled down to was going back to the Silver Coast mm -hmm. and the Algarve. Mm -hmm. So these two areas, we were going to do one week in each. And we would just drive the country because the country's not that big to, to drive. I think oh, you can drive. I, love about it. I think you can drive the entire country in like eight hours, which is amazing. Um, but it would be one hour drive from the airport. And you know, those of you who've been paying attention to our Pram Bells, we've been doing a lot of driving. So I was a little nervous about the driving. Oh, I was really nervous. But it's the only way to really see a place and understand if it could be a future home. And so I think as we were starting to plan this stuff, as we were starting to think about it, I was really getting excited of like okay, but what's the reality of these places? Like when boots are on the ground, mm -hmm, our boots, mm -hmm. uh, what what's this going to feel like? What's this going to be like? Yeah, and so it was actually helpful because back, Jason said we were looking at some real estate starting when we just were throwing stuff out there in the Netherlands. And I think that's a great place to start because what we would do is like we'd find a, a listing that we liked and then we would get on Google Street View and we'd be like, what's the nearest city and what area and what does it look like? And it started to give us this like picture of geography of the region. Of course, you don't really know what it's going to be like till you get on the ground. So we could see three to four to five different little like smaller towns or areas that we really liked that had listings that we liked. And so that is how we'd um, then kind of combine that with Airbnb searches to find a week rental in uh Nazare. But yeah, I mean we chose Nazare because that's where the Airbnb was, not because we wanted to potentially live there. It's just, you know, we were in booking in August in Portugal, which is the busiest time for Portugal for people traveling. So, truthfully, honestly, that would not have been our first place that I would have picked for us to be because it was way further north than any places we were going to look at. But it totally worked out, and I it think it was actually great. a benefit because we got to see more of the country while driving, exactly, which was really helpful. So during that whole process as well of like getting ready, booking these places, I'm now reaching out to totally. So just uh, just so I can put a pin in what my thought. Yeah. So we booked an Airbnb in Nazare for in the, the Silver, Coast. Silver Coast, and then we booked an Airbnb in Lagos for the Algarve, and we yeah. did we did that in the same way of looking at a bunch of rentals like that we would actually want to tour in the Algarve, but then kind of comparing it to what was available in Airbnb. And the only Airbnb that we really loved that we found in that time frame was in Lagos. Yeah. So uh, again, during this time, we're like building up, we're getting close to August. We're, we have the places booked. I'm reaching out to real estate agents now and I'm finding places. We do not have, I just want to make it really clear. We do not have an intention of buying a home. Yeah. We're going to rent. That was the entire plan was if we're going to live here, we're going to rent first because we don't just want to buy a home and then get there and be like, crap. Now we're yeah. stuck with a home and we don't really love it here. And like things haven't gone right. We want to rent first, make sure we love it. Then maybe we want to buy, but we're very pro renting. We have been for years. Even if we rent for a couple of years, that's fine too. But what was interesting was starting to reach out to all these real estate agents in Portugal and just like getting that ball rolling was, a, it was just a really interesting process for me to understand the difference between different real estate agents mm -hmm. there. You know, uh, we found one who we'll talk about a little bit more, like who just like really was like on par with our humor and everything else. But also just understanding like, oh, like this is a whole different process than we've ever been used to even like in dabbling in real estate in the U.S. So that was a whole part of it as well. But we also were looking at like hospitals. We were looking at schools. We were yeah, looking at all the stuff. Meanwhile, I'm doing my little research thing. Also, July, just if you've been listening to the podcast, was also just like a really tough month with my eye condition and everything. So I was trying to contribute as much as I could, but I was having a really hard time. Um, and I honestly was getting nervous about the road trip and touring all these places each day. But I was trying to 
not have a negative attitude about it because I was like, I really want to put my best foot forward and give this a really fair shot. Um, but thankfully like the week before we were about to go, my eyes got a lot better. We were in, um, one place for a whole week, which was helpful. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, leading up to the time and pretty before we knew it, we had a handful of houses and scheduled and rentals to, to tour. Um, in both areas. Yeah. And, and, and interestingly enough, like, I think this is where just before we get to like, we're there and we're looking at stuff in the silver coast, there was a lot more that we could see. There were a lot more homes. I think I set up like six homes to view or something like that. that were for sale along with one rental. That would be a very good possibility. Spoiler alert. We're sitting in that rental. We're sitting in the rental. We're not full-time renting we're it. Not renting we're just it. here for a week, but we're sitting in the exact rental that we had looked at. But in the Algarve, there was not a lot on the market. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot available for rent that we liked. And that was kind of an interesting aside for me of like, oh, do we want to go to a place where it's going to feel really competitive and we're going to have to make a really quick decision? Or do we want to really embrace that slower pace of life and know that we don't have to jump on something? So, so that was our first that was interesting the first little clue. contrast between the two areas. Yeah. Um, also, going back to what we said before, again, remember, it's August. This is when everyone comes down to vacation or holiday yeah. in the Algarve specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So that's also, and here, so yeah. that's also why the limited real estate for rentals. Anyway, so... Let's get to... Oh, wait, I do want to say... Oh, okay, let's not get to... Before we got here, we yeah. had an important conversation where I said to you, I said, do you remember we, we were walking uh, by the Dutch barn? And I said, my biggest fear is that I can tell that you really want this. Because I'm an 86%. Your 86% was re- all over your face. I was like, <laughs> I can tell you really want this. And I want you to know I'm, I'm going to be open-minded. But my biggest fear is that I'm going to not feel like this is the right move for us. And then I love you so much and I want you to be happy that I'm going to just say, let's do it. And it's not going to feel right for me. And like, I just, I was just like, I don't want to be tr- like convinced into this. Yeah. I want us to be a team and I want us to like really consider it all together. And that was one of my biggest fears going into it. It was like, oh no, he's going to want to move and I'm not going to want to move. And this is going to be like a weird crossroads that we're, so one of us is going to have to like sacrifice. Yeah. And you were very lovely in receiving that, that like emotional call. Yeah. And you said, okay, like I'm not going to act as though it's a foregone conclusion. We're, I I don't want you to feel like I'm just bulldozing you. It's a big if, and we're just going to both go into this as a team very much like if not when it's if. Yeah. And so that's why throughout our entire trip, like, especially in the beginning, it was, we would just always say like, whenever we were talking about what it would be like to live here, we'd be like, if we lived here, yeah, and that's yeah, a big it's if, not a and it's conclusion. a big if, yeah. and so, but I, I want to point that out because I think um, making big life decisions when you have a partner is can be hard sometimes because you're two people, not one person, and each person has their own like desires that they want for their life, and they don't always match up exactly. Yeah, and what it, that is a hard process to talk through, but I think as long as you're honest, like that's the best that you can do, and you're if you care about each other, you really are trying to be a team. And so, yeah, we were having a lot of those conversations. Yeah. Okay. So we arrived in Lisbon. Uh We got our rental car. We had not driven before in Portugal. We had only been driving on the Raisin Roads in the UK and all their (laughs) glory. After the UK roads? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, It just, they were all so small. They were all so lined with cars. They were all on the opposite side of the road that we've ever driven on. And it's just, it, it was a lot. And honestly... 
after all of the trouble that the driving gave your eyes, I was super nervous about what it would be like when we got to, to Lisbon, picked up the rental car. We we're now driving back on the other side of the road. And I, there was this moment where we're about 20 minutes down the road because you got to get past the airport, right? Yeah, Everybody what's knows. What's funny is like the worst part is literally 15 minutes from the airport getting out of Lisbon because it's just, it's a big city. And it's, it's every airport like driving center around yeah. an airport. And it's, so it's, I was nervous. I was like, oh yeah. no, this is what this whole drive is yeah. going to be like. We get 20 minutes out and then I'm like, wait, this is it? Yeah. This is the highway? Yeah. And then it is just like, the roads were the first thing that cracked the door open even more, which yeah. is such a weird thing to say, but it was such a lovely drive because the roads were so well like maintained. Like they were just easy roads to drive on. They're even, they're mainly two lanes on each side. Yep. The main highway is two lanes on each side. It's yep. not this four to five to six lane thing that I'm used to in California where people are zipping past you and it's like, hold on to your butts, you know? <laughs> so it was just relaxing. You have these beautiful turns through hilly mountain kind of areas. Yep. Um, we just happened to fly in on a day where actually the weather was kind of crap. It yeah. was like misty gray, but it was like beautiful. Like I had this moment where I was like, this is not what I anticipated at all, but there's this lush greenery on both sides of the highway. You're passing like full mountain towns of like historical Portuguese towns, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and the mist and the trees and the nice roads. And I could just kind of breathe a little bit. And that was my first moment of like, this is not anything like I expected. And it's kind of lovely. It felt, it felt almost the word I kept using was romantic, which is not what I anticipated. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, anybody who's driven in the UK and then immediately <laughs> driven in another country probably feels the same way. Right. Yeah. They're like, Oh, <laughs> these roads are sexy. <laughs> There's so much room. Uh, but, I, but I do, it was a very interesting moment in that, that and it probably sounds so stupid to you listeners. It's like, guys, move forward. Like, I don't care about the, what it felt like to drive on the roads. <laughs> but after we have driven on all these different roads and after we have been in all these different countries, the feeling that just that gave us was such a good first sign. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I was really looking for for you when we got here. Because I was always, I just like, I could deal with anything at this mm -hmm. point. Like, just whatever. Like, let's just get to a place I'm excited to move and like, just start our lives. But for you, it really needed to feel like these little moments of like, hey, Caroline, this is nice. Like, don't I look good? Like, and I'm that's what I was really opening myself up to. I was, I told him, I'm going to be really open-minded and I just want those feelings and those moments of like, this feels aligned. This feels like this is what I want from my life to arrive. And I'm not going to try to force them to happen. And I'm going to be honest driving out of Lisbon in that car, it was like I went from a 50 to like a 40. I was yeah. like, it's not worth it. I yeah. can't do this. I don't want to do And I just this. kept telling Caroline too, like every airport that you've ever driven out of in the United States feels exactly right. like this. Like they're just all like this. But then by the time we got on that road, I yeah. was like, oh, okay. So enough about roads. Let's talk about where we're sitting right now, yeah. which was the very first home that we saw in this scouting journey. And that was the next day. It so was, we, it was yeah. an action-packed week that we had planned. Yeah, because normally we've been really trying to give Carol, the rest time after a travel day, a flying day, uh, to recuperate. But with the amount of things we wanted to see, with the amount of time we were in each area, we kind of had to stack a couple more things. And also, you're a little bit at the beck and call of like when someone can show you something totally. too. So this place, it ended up being an hour drive from where our Airbnb was, from mm -hmm. Nazare down to the town of Lorena, Lorena, and. 
we didn't know what to expect. Like you said, you know, the photos looked good of this place and the rental place that we saw. The price was definitely great and and all the checked all the boxes on paper. But you want to see a place. Like mm-hmm. we've rented for years now and we've walked into some places we're like, oh, I'm not gonna do that. Like those photos made this place look good. But we walked into this place and it was just beautiful. It was like even better in person. I really thought based on the photos, like this would be a nice place to live, but it did feel like I would be kind of like having to settle for things that weren't ideal yeah. is what it kind of felt like. Um, which again, like Jason mentioned, like for the price and for moving here, like I was willing to do, but we got here and just the, the actual place blew the photos out of the water. Yeah. Like it was just beautiful. And the view, like you have this gorgeous view of the ocean and we loved a little town that was nearby. It, uh, Jason already mentioned it, but it's called Lorinha. It's the uh, capital of dinosaurs. If you want to Google it, <laughs> we'll talk later in future episodes about why that's so delightful to us. Yeah, uh, specifically, it's the dinosaur capital of Europe. Exactly. Uh, the Isle of Wight in the UK likes to Claim. kind of combat this a little bit, but I think Lorinha has it because they found the largest fossil of a land predator here they're doing it. We'll talk more and they, about this. And the town has just really embraced this yeah, idea. It's wonderful. It's a it's a paleontological nerd stream. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're walking around this this place, this townhouse, and it is a townhouse, so there are connected walls. One of the things that was really helpful for me was, you know, we've been in our previous place that we were renting had shared walls. And I just was really feeling like wherever we're going to move to, I really didn't want attached walls again. Just we've lived that life having a direct neighbor that's sharing walls with like whatever. And we walked outside on the balcony. The views are beautiful, but there's construction that you can see. And I could see right the neighbors. They were there. They were out. They were chatting. And that's fine. I'm not trying to like not be near anybody. But I just was was like, "Ah, I don't know. And before we had arrived at this place, I had noticed that in this little development that we were looking at, there are a couple other units and there was one that was, it's just a short term rental, Mm -hmm. like week by week holiday rental. But I asked the property manager and like a classic Jason, you don't get what you don't ask for a move. Classic Jason. I just, I was just like, I pulled it up and I was like, is there any chance we could see this just while we're here? Like, I know they're not set up for long-term rental, but maybe we could talk to them about like a shorter term, like in the off season, not in the summer. Jason is like, "Mm." you know how people (laughs) order like off the menu? Yeah. Like, Like secret menu. Yeah. Secret menu people. Yeah. Jason is a classic secret menu guy. Yeah. He, he's like, well, just because it doesn't say that doesn't mean that they wouldn't do that. Yeah. And there's a lot to be learned from that type of, like, just, what's the worst they say? No. Yeah. You go to a pizza place and you're like, you got Peking duck back there? <laughs> and they're like, uh, sir, uh, we are not a Chinese restaurant. And you'd be like, yeah, no, I understand. But do you have it? And they're like, well, we actually do have it. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, I'm glad exactly. I asked for it. Because and, it's, and it's not like, it's, it's not coming from this place of like, I demand Peking duck. Exactly. It's like, hey, just do you ta- toss in something it? weird out there. Was the chef working on a Peking duck pizza? And he's like, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. he's working on a new pizza. It's yeah. a Peking duck pizza, and I've got it in the back. Would you like to taste it? And you're like, uh, yeah. yeah. So that is you. That's me. And so Jason, at the end of this tour, where we're like, the property manager is ready for us to leave. She just, oh, yeah. yeah this she, is our favorite thing. So also, she was perfectly lovely and nice, but you could tell she was just like, I get a lot of people who just want to be looky loos and come see, and they just never, it never materializes, which probably most real estate agents feel. Yeah. Um, but by the end, Jason was like, when he showed her that he had done some research and that he was like, I saw this, and would they be, and then he was throwing out contract terms. He was like, would they be willing <laughs> to maybe just do a six month rental so that that way it'll be freed up for the summer for them to do vacation rentals? And so, 
that's a little bit of also like know your selling proposition, yeah. like know your audience. And her eyes just lit up like, oh, this guy is like serious. And she goes, sure, I'll show you that one. <laughs> so they had Peking Duck Pizza, okay? They and did. we went <laughs> and saw this this different unit, yeah. which is, as Jason was describing, is different because it was not a townhouse. It is a villa, which is yeah. just what they describe that's what they call a detached you, home. For those of you who don't know, a villa sounds so fancy. <laughs> you immediately think Tuscany, right. up on a hill, panoramic views, miles and miles and miles of acreage of property that's all yours. <laughs> it just means a house without shared walls. That's it. Like, it's just if a, you it's live a home. in a house... It, right now, if, if you're, you're in a house, in a home it's a villa. And your walls ain't touching other walls of somebody else's home... You're in a villa. You live in a villa. That's right. Start calling it a villa. Villa life. Uh, so we walked next door, because it was literally next door... And she was like, oh, like, let me open it up. And you could tell she was like a little frazzled because she wasn't planning on showing this place. She had like open the shutters and like do all these things. And we start to look around this villa and the, it was a reverse layout. So the layout of the place that we saw was uh, living space upstairs, bedrooms downstairs. This one was bedrooms upstairs, living space downstairs. And all the bedrooms were fine. Like we really liked all that. But then you walked downstairs mm. and the only word that I can use to describe because we're not going to share photos of this place is luxurious. I was like, what? I was like, what? Who lives here? Exactly. And I think we both had this moment where we're like, would we be allowed to live here? Like, like would they look at us and be like, ah, you wear athleisure too much. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't. You, like, you have enough money to pay for it, but you can't, yeah, unfortunately. We're going to actually have to cover all the furniture and plastic for you to live here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were just walking around and I think this was, so we, we kind of finished looking at that place and, and there was no definitive answer of whether we would be able to rent that place or not. But I think the property manager was like, oh, okay, these people are serious about potentially doing this. Like, Yeah, because we were like, okay, so can you email them and yeah. ask would they do a six-month contract? So we were we were like throwing terms out. Yeah. Um, and... And so, and again, at this point, I'm not like sold on we're definitely moving to Portugal. Well, I think we have another check-in here. I will, but yeah. I just wanted to share people at this point. I'm this not a feeling, sold. This is a feelings check-in. But this is a feelings check-in. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, I can really see myself. I can see myself living at the first one where we are right now. Yeah. But this was really like, not only can I see myself living here, but this would be like a dream exactly. to live here. And and now I'm going, whoa, like this is just like, this has a feeling unlike any other feeling. And so I was like, my interest was peaked. And so when Jason's throwing out terms, I'm trying not to get nervous because we, you just got to find out what's possible yeah, before it, we make a decision. And it, I had no intention in throwing out terms of signing anything exactly, right away. Which is what you I just me. wanted to know the terms. I just wanted to know that it was a possibility so that we could have that as some fodder for discussions. Totally. So then we had a little rest day because yeah. that was a lot. Yes. And at this point, my anxiety fully to be fully transparent was through the roof because now I'm like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> like I actually can see us maybe living here. And now, now it's a harder decision Yeah. because again, in the car on the way, I was pretty sure this was not going to happen. Yeah. And I was just kind of, you were at 50%, but it was a, it was like a, it was a soft 50. It was a soft 50. It was a soft 50. So, on the count of three, after seeing the villa, after resting, after because we have another little check-in right here. What's Carol? Oh, you just want to do a feeling, not a percentage? No, this is all after we saw. Okay. I didn't know if we were going to do another percentage. So we are going to do feel. another percentage, but this Later was just, yeah, yeah. This was just a feelings check-in. This is a feelings check-in. Okay. So my feeling was. I'm what, feeling. What are you feeling? If I'm allowed to live here, if they will let me as a schleppy dad life, <laughs> khaki pants and dad hat wearing athleisure guy 
live in this luxurious kitchen, I'm gonna do living it. dining, I'm in. I don't know what I have to do, but just... Now you're back to, we might have to do long distance. We just like <laughs> set up the Zoom, you know, let's both get accounts so we can go for longer than 40 minutes. Uh, so yeah. No, so, you were really on board. Yeah, I just, and again, I wasn't trying to put any pressure on you. I just had this feeling for myself of, wow, that felt amazing in seeing that place. And, and we, I think we both were talking about it as we were going over, like, even if we couldn't stay in the villa, if the townhouse was the only option for rent, mm -hmm. as much as I wouldn't want to share walls again, it still felt great. Yeah. And then I will say the seeing the places was a little bit of a whirlwind. It was just like an overwhelming positive feeling, but it was still a whirlwind for me. The real like click the, like the, Oh shit feeling of like, Oh, this feels real was walking down to the beach. That's walking distance from the neighborhood. And it's this beautiful little family beach yeah. that reminds us so much of like beaches that we, you know, back in Carlsbad would go for walks on. And the fact that that's walking distance yeah. and you can go down there and watch the sunset and they have like a little beach bar and you can like just grab a book and read it there or, you know, go down for breakfast or whatever. Like to me, that also was a lifestyle component that I was like, I can picture this. Yeah. I can picture bringing kids down there and going to yeah. a beach day, like all those things. And so... Yeah, so then I was like really like, oh shit. <laughs> so the next day was actually when we started to see places that were for sale. So as a reminder that we just saw some places, that, well actually the next day was a rest day, but the next day that we were out seeing stuff. So we met uh, our real estate agent Bruno, who was just lovely, fantastic, fantastic uh, Portuguese, spoke amazing English, had really great humor, very good sense of humor, like yeah. just like us. And he met us at two places, one that was inland mm -hmm. and one that was in a little beach town that was about 20 minutes north of Lourinha. And I think for me, this was when not like anything changed in wanting to live here or not, but it's when it really solidified for me. We saw the inland place first in a town called Alfajerao. Uh, probably said that incorrectly. Which was actually, uh, as far as like finishes go and layout in the of house, home. in the yeah. home, very much up our alley Absolutely. and something that we would want. But I'm standing outside by the pool, and I know this is going to sound like so privileged and everything else, but I'm just sharing it so that people can understand how I was feeling. I'm looking at this amazing view, and I just said, like, this isn't it for us, or for me. Like, I, I don't, I don't want to live here. I don't want to be this far from the coast. I don't want to be this secluded. Like, I feel like I'm out of touch of everything. Mm -hmm. um, it just didn't feel right to me. And I shared that with you. And, and a lot of times I think you would agree, like I don't share a lot of like strong feelings about how I'm actually feeling. I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is a yes or this is a no. Like, yeah, it wasn't on. really a hard um, thing for you to break to me to be like, sorry, I'm just going to have to live near the ocean. Right. It wasn't like a hard thing you for me to hear. To, you didn't have to get like, like a Oh, wow, babe, report, I know that was hard for you to tell me. <laughs> some dossier that I got notarized. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like I, that's why we wanted to set up these tours was because we wanted to know like, what does it feel like in person? And so... Um, that was very clear to us and it put the other place into context Yeah. because then it goes, Oh, it doesn't matter that you don't have like a sweeping, you know, for those of you who know where we lived before we lived on this lagoon and you had like lots of water view and like, that was so peaceful to us. Yeah. Um, but it really reminded us like, you don't need like a huge panoramic ocean views in order to feel that peace. Um, but we do need to be near the water in order to feel that. Yeah, and I, I think the other thing that we just kept coming back to as well was if we're going to uproot our lives and go through all that it takes, which we'll talk more about a little bit later on, uh, to move to a different country, I, I want to go to live in a place where I'm going to feel like 
my quality of life is the same of what I had or better. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trying to lessen my quality of life. Yeah. And I think the takeaway too, like I know we're talking a lot about just like our journey and our story, but if you're trying to make a big decision in your life and whether it's about moving or something else, like the takeaway is like, know what you really value in that decision. Yeah. So we taught, we actually did an entire coaching session in our coaching program, women limited about making big decisions. And one of the steps in kind of building your compass or the thing that can point you in the right direction that we shared is know your kind of overall general values in life, but then also know your decision specific values. So for us, that just means know what your priorities are in making that decision. How do you want to feel? Yeah. And so for us, after that visit, it became clear being near the water. Like in general, we had put nature as like a decision specific value. Like we really want to live somewhere that has nature because it's so calming and it adds to our lives so much. But it's like after seeing that, it didn't become nature anymore. It was like ocean. Yeah, exactly. So, and you just get more specific. Yeah. So uh, we saw that in the place. Then we went to a town called Foggio Durelio with Bruno. And this house was about two to three blocks from the ocean. Um, it didn't have like your picturesque ocean view that like you think about. It had a very good view, but there was a house right in front of it. And again, we're not trying to buy, but we walked through a house that definitely needed some work. A lot of work. And it needed some updating and like the kitchen was a weird layout. And again, like our intention was not to buy, but it was really interesting just to see for the price of home in that specific town near, you know, that proximity of the water with that view, we would have to be doing some work. And and for me, my big takeaway after seeing that place, where whereas yours was like the ocean view before, yeah. my big takeaway was... I don't want our first place to have to have that much work done. Right. And that became clear. Even if me. we come and we rent, even if we rent, it's not that we, we like, we don't want to take on them buying a place that we have to renovate. Right. Like yeah. little cosmetic things, totally replacing tile, doing stuff yeah. like that. We're mm, walls. Walls are a no go for me. Yeah. I mean, even replacing tile, I think would just be a no go. Like we just don't want to have any trade work having to be done in a home. In that your we first, live in. exactly. I, mean, I think a little bit just to get your oh, toes okay. wet, but All like, right. anyway, oh, I love wet toes. <laughs> I love getting my toes just damped up. Love damping on my toes. I think I meant feet wet, but I, I said think toes so. wet. Yeah. Get your toes wet. I'm going to get them all wept up. So So that was our day with Bruno. We did have a funny moment at the end yeah. where uh, we're looking at this beautiful view of the ocean and just like really taking in like, okay, we want to be on the coast. Like we're not, you know, we still have a couple more places to see in other days. And what did Bruno say? He was like, oh, remember you promised me lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're like, oh, nice, Bruno. I like it. So he took us to just like a little, like very local restaurant. We were the only people there. We it had was some the best. sangria. Uh, just like shared some laughs and some stories. Found out we're birthday twins. Bruno oh, and yeah. I are like... Like our birthdays are five days apart, but like actual birthdays, so like we're the same age. Yeah. That was exciting. Um, and yeah, we just made a Portuguese friend in Bruno. Yeah. And, and that was just really great because I think we got to see a lot of the Silver Coast area just through driving. Also, there was a fun moment where for 15 minutes Bruno called us and then just gave us a tour while we were <laughs> yeah. driving. He was just we would be driving down the street and he'd be like, Okay, here's this little neighborhood, yeah. here's this area, and he goes, We're in separate cars, by the way. Yeah, yeah, separate cars. He's in front of us. We're on the car play or whatever, so it's over the speaker. And then my favorite part is he goes, and we'll just keep the call going. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. All right. Uh, okay. So then the next day we had a place to see that was way far inland. So it was an hour inland. Um, we pretty much knew at this point it was not going to be a, a chance for us. However, what we wanted to do was still check the box because you just never know, right? Mm -hmm. You go to a place, you see an area, you could fall in love with it. So we, we drove out to a town called Santarém and 
it, we got into like the downtown first. We saw that. It was a much bigger city than we thought. Bigger city than we thought. Which is not where we were going to look. We were going to look outside it's of it. Just, it is a cool city though. It's kind of like mm, more mountainy. Yeah. Big city and like lots of shops and restaurants. There's a Staples. There's a Staples. There's a Staples. <laughs> and there's a Michelin star restaurant there yep. that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but we get to the house and even though it had a lot to offer. I like what our friend Jen said about the house. She was like, I feel like this is Iron Man's house. It was a little it, Iron it Man. It had a very interesting layout and mm -hmm. it was very unique from especially the Portuguese homes normally. Mm -hmm. But even how modern homes are set up, like it's a very different look. And you could feel the heat though. Yeah. How much it inland. Was, it was almost 100 degrees that day. It was like 35 Celsius. We're trying to adapt a little bit here. Uh, again, we, we're trying to move to Portugal, so we're going to have to figure gotta these things Celsius, out. Got to go Celsius. Got to go metrics. Got to go... But yeah, I think, you know, as much as we wanted to give that house a chance just to, like, feel the area, and, like, it had a big, expansive view, and it had a lot of land, I think we both just left, and we are just like, it's just, that's not where we yeah, want to be. We just knew. But again, all things to figure out. And so by that point... We had seen just enough of like what we didn't want to yeah. then circle back and the property manager of the current place, the first place that we saw, said, all right, we, you know, the owners can't do your made up six month contract, <laughs> Jason. Duck. You can't have a Peking Duck Pizza. You can't have a Duck Pizza, yeah. but I have two villas that I can show you. Well, yeah, she just said one villa. Oh, one, that's yeah. right. And we showed up and then we ended up seeing three different units. So this is great. So we, it was the next day and we didn't expect to see anything else there. But we, she had this other villa, so we, we pull up, she waves at us. She, now she's ready to give us a hug. Yeah. Like we've like we, changed we the, the vibe. Uh, she's like, well, let me show you the townhouse that I, I have another townhouse to show you first. And we're like, oh, okay, didn't even know we were gonna see a townhouse. So this was basically like another part of this development. And it was fine. It was, you know, just as nice as the other one. But we were just excited to get to the villa. Yeah. Just to see. And she was excited to get us I know, to the villa. Yeah, she was too. So we walk into this villa and I mean, it was just love at first sight. It was love at first sight. I it, mean, we knew the other one was like the luxurious one. Yeah, I will say this one, like, it didn't have that like, oh God, I'm in a magazine feeling. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. Don't get like, me wrong. I'm really feeling bad about the clothes that I'm wearing yeah. being in this home. <laughs> it's beautiful, but it didn't feel out of touch for us. Yeah. It felt like we could make it at home. Yeah. Um, it didn't, and like the layout was like perfect for us. The layout, yeah, I think the layout was a little bit better. Like, I, I don't mind having the living space, living dining kitchen on the bottom floor. But it just felt better to walk in the front door and like you're in your living space. Mm -hmm. And we had this moment where, and there was even a, a guy, Bruno, another Bruno actually, now that I realize, mm -hmm. was in there like fixing a drawer or something in the kitchen because the, the house was just finishing being done. And I just had a moment where I looked the other way through the dining room, through the living room, out through the view, over the pool, where you could see the water. And I just was like, ooh, this, this one really like... I could see myself here and it would be amazing. Yeah. And and I think like as we walked around, felt really good about it. She had another villa she wanted to show us. So it was just like down like a couple ways. And that one was great. But we we're like, can we see the other one again? Like we just want to like feel what that feels like. And I think as you're listening to this, you know that whenever you when do you the- When you circle back. Can I see it again? Yeah. You're, you're really serious. It's like the, it felt like say us to the dress when it's like, oh, let's put that one back yeah. on. And then you're like, oh Also, yeah. it was the first one of these rentals we saw that had a tub. It has a tub for me. Yeah. I, that's an, another, all of this is very much like what helps me calm my anxiety. Cause again, if you're moving countries, like it's not going to be an easy process. Yeah. Um, and it has a tub and then it also has 
my favorite part, which is it has a finished garage. Oh, yeah. With an art studio space. It's not just a finished garage. I told Caroline when we were standing in the garage, there's like these beautiful tile, like big concrete tiles is what they look like on the floor. Yeah. I was like, when we pull the car in, we're going to have to dust the tires <laughs> off of the car. Like but the car's not allowed to come in when it's dirty because that's how beautiful the garage and looks. And I love that because these places are furnished, which is great because we wouldn't have to buy a bunch of furniture. But there's this one area in the finished garage that has nothing in it. Yeah. So I could actually put a little art desk and, a, and have my little studio and that's so much a part of building a life for me. And set up a little stationary bike. There is a little gym in the development which is really nice. There is a gym in the development. So it's like, it was just taking all the boxes and um, we just really liked the neighborhood. It, we met quite, we met the owners. We met quite a few people here. I love that it's sort of an international community so they do get quite a, it's pretty much all expats honestly. Yeah, that's what she said. Which is kind of nice because as much as I want to be plugged into the Portuguese community and I that's very much important to me um in learning the language and and getting to know people and all of that, you know, it does ease a little bit of the anxiety knowing that you have a built-in community of people who at least you have one thing in common with which is yeah. we all you know, are changing countries and coming here. Um, there's an Italian couple. There's a, a couple from Denmark. There's yep. a family from... Um, there's a couple U.S. couples. There's some U.S. Yeah. couples from yeah. North Carolina. And, like, that's amazing to me because just the ability to lean on those people and say, like, hey, what was it like when you first got here and how did yeah. you make friends? And, and, you know... really cool, right outside of the villa that we're, cro fingers crossed, hoping is going to be our future rental for a year, they're building a clubhouse. It's like there's a little restaurant and everything. Yeah. And, like... It's supposed to be done by the time we would move in in a couple months. And how amazing would that be just to be able to walk down there and meet your neighbors and chat with them? And that's one of the hardest things I think about, especially moving to a new country, is meeting new people. Totally. And this gives you like a built-in way to meet new people that are right in the area that you live that you have some commonality with. And then, yeah, we want to go into the town of Lorena and go to the little restaurant that we've been loving and like meet people there and talk to Portuguese people there and, you know, do that as well. But it's a really good mix of both worlds. Mm -hmm. So does that lead us to our final... Our final percentage. So I, I think this is like, just to set the stage so that you all can feel when we had this exact percentage moment, we saw the villa, we went into it a second time, we're sitting in the rental car, I think we drove like a street away so we wouldn't be creeps sitting there. <laughs> we like recorded a little clip so we would just have it for posterity of how we were feeling. Now let's do the percentage, our final percentage here. What percentage chance that we will move to Europe at that point? Okay, at choice. that point. At that point. Ready? One, One, two, two three. 95%. 167%. <laughs> well, you know, I made some major strides. You made some fantastic. Where were you at? 95. Oh, fantastic. I was I was at 95, but remember I was afraid to say the words out loud? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would nod. Yeah. Like Jason would be like, are we doing this? And I would nod, but I couldn't say yes. Yeah. I, I was not ready to be like. I would just kind of look at you and you would just kind of look at me and you would make a face and I would just be like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, I'm at 167. So we I don't need to say anything. Going, huh, huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, this, so after that moment, we decided let's go get lunch in like a little nearby beach town that we also wanted to scout out and just see. We didn't have any Which homes to see, but just to see it. It was fantastic. And it was like a little surf skate town that reminded yeah. us so much of California. And wasn't that busy, which was great. Mm -hmm. We ate at a little beach restaurant that was like right on the beach that was beautiful just to look out and see things. Um, then from there, I, was, I said to Caroline, I was like, let's go to the grocery store. I know that sounds really weird, but... I don't think it sounds that weird. But now, like in this day... I could now picture us living in this home, mm -hmm. us going to lunch at like this little beach town and us going to the grocery store. And that's like a very normal day for what our lives could look like. Yep. And we got to the grocery store and 
I mean, we have been to every type of grocery store you can imagine this year. We've been to the smallest of small. Yep. We've been to the biggest of box stores in other languages that you don't know anything. And this grocery store, it's not perfect, but it's essentially for those of you in the U.S. and you know what a Whole Foods is like, it's like as close to a Whole Foods as we think we're going to get on the silver coast of Portugal. Totally. And it just, I walked in, I was like, ah, this feels great. Yeah. And this is definitely where... You just, again, you're picturing your everyday life. And, and yeah, and it's not like, you know, we, it's just those little conveniences of the way that you've always done things. Yeah. Grocery stores, um, you know, where can I get groceries? Where can I get art supplies? Where it's can I get... It's also the closest we've ever lived to a grocery store, which is kind of wild. Like, it, it's just right down the road. But I, I think at the end of that day was when I had this moment where I said to you, we were literally the next day we were supposed to leave and go to the Algarve. And so yeah. started a whole other week of scouting. Right. We had a couple houses lined up, a couple areas. And to be honest, the Algarve has more international restaurants. It has a couple coffee shops that are like right up our alley that I was excited about. There are no coffee shops in the Silver Coast. Because it obviously like, caters to more of an international audience. In the Algarve. In the Algarve. Yeah. It, you know, here there so are... So probably, and actually not probably, definitely it would have more of the quote unquote like modern Americanized conveniences amenities, that were amenities yeah. that we're used to it's going to have more of that in the Algarve however Jason turned to me and he was like I mean do we think we're going to get better than this like do we need to do an entire full other week of driving and seeing places to know that this is right for us or can we just kind of say like what more do we want like this is enough this is more than enough this yeah. is more than we could have ever imagined and like, this really harkens back to the past couple episodes where we've talked about this idea of satisfaction mm -hmm. and just not having that perfect laundry room. And again, the laundry room in this place that we might move into, it's not perfect. Mm -mm. It's not an idyllic laundry room. There's no like wood treatments on anything. <laughs> but it, I just was sitting there thinking to myself, like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm really excited about and what feels really good to me. It's not that I think we're going to lose it if we don't jump on it, but it's just, why do I need to go and look at something else in the Algarve to compare? I feel really good about this. Mm -hmm. And so we, I sent a message to the property manager who now we were great friends with. And I just said, hey, I know this might be super last minute. It's totally okay if it doesn't work. But I know the town, the very first townhouse that we saw for rent is open for weekly vacation rentals. Could we rent it for the next week? And she wrote back, she was like, let me get back to you. Let me see yeah. what I can do. And sure enough, she could. Uh, and we that's how we ended up sitting right here where we are today in, in the, the very, very first place that we saw. In the very first rental. And because in our minds, and listen, like it was that wasn't an easy decision to totally scrap the second half of our scouting trip, nor was it, you know, without its loss of money. Like yeah. we had to cancel the Airbnb that we had booked and like... Well, we didn't cancel. We just didn't go. Like, well, we, that's what I mean. Yeah, we didn't get a refund. Like yeah. that's just an operating cost that we lose that's in this. That's what I mean. But, but in my mind, I thought, okay, a, losing out on... A, money right now in order to test drive this neighborhood for a week and not make potentially a wrong decision that we would then pay lots more money yeah. in, to, to live in a place that wasn't like, who knows? We could have been here and we could have been like, Oh, it's not what we thought. And yeah. It's, and there's construction going on. And like, you know, right now, obviously we're recording a podcast with so the doors closed. Yeah. We haven't been able to hear a thing. Like if you've heard any noise, it's the laundry machine. Yeah. Which has been fantastic because that's what we wanted to know was like, okay, there is construction here. What does that 
sound like on a regular basis. Um, so it's been great to test that out. It's been great to learn like the little quirks of like the sliding doors and yep. test out the gym and like all these things. Also, it's very windy on the Silver very Coast. Very windy. And it's like, what is that like to live in it? And yeah. you know, you just, you got to be a little bit careful about what you put outside and like yeah. what's going on. But you know, like today it's a very windy day, but it's totally fine. Like we yeah. still have the door open. It's still, it's still great. And I think that for us staying these extra couple days has just really showed us that like we do love it as much as we thought when we were standing in that rental, seeing what it's like. Exactly. So what a week, <laughs> what a week we've had. Um, and so then that, that kind of day and day and a half after, and really probably three days after that um, second villa that we saw, where I could really let it sink in and we could go to the grocery store. I did find in a nearby town an art supply store. Yeah. And I found There's a we found a little store. a little sporting goods store yeah. that I can buy my stationery. Not a little store, it's a huge sporting a huge goods sporting store. Sporting yeah. goods store. And just a couple of those things that I want to kind of like set up our lives here. And I think the other thing, sorry not to cut you off, like in thinking about moving to another country, moving into a furnished place Moving into a place that's a development that has things built in, like, uh, you know, there's like a pool. So you have a pool cleaner already built in. They have Bruno, the guy who like takes care of anything that goes wrong. Like you, we don't have to figure that stuff out. That to me is also like, wow, this is going to make this adjustment a lot easier. Right. It's great. It's still going to be hard. It's great to bridge that gap, you know, for the future. Like if we wanted to buy a villa on our own where, you know, you're not in a development and it's just you're buying a house here. Yeah. It's like to me, it's bridging the gap. It's yeah. like kind of taking some of those challenges off the table. To start. Like to start. Start a little bit on easier mode than on immediate hard mode. Exactly. So it just feels right. I can't tell you how happy like I feel just being here. I told yeah. Jason with the exception of probably Ireland, which was like the second month of our trip, this place and maybe Greece, but that was like, we're on vacation basically yeah. vacation from our vacation. Yeah. Um, but I haven't felt this good in our entire year of travel, which is a great sign. Like I just feel so happy here. So grounded here. I love so much about this country, the people, the landscapes, the language, the, the pace food, of life, the pace of life. Yeah. Um, also, if we're going to lunch here at all, it's two hours. We've had so many <laughs> two hour lunches now. Like we went to a place that we found in a bigger city yeah. that was just like, they're like bootables. Like that's yeah. the best way I can describe it. They're just like little, like simple bowls of food, poke bowls as well. That would be well. literally a fast casual restaurant back in the States that in you would in order and, 12 minutes. and you'd be in and out in 12 minutes. It was a two hour lunch <laughs> and we... we <laughs> Loved it. We just sat there and we were just like... We were one of six people in this restaurant and I was like, I literally at a certain point, I, I didn't know what was taking so long, but I didn't care. Didn't care. I was just like, whatever it is. Did and the food care. was fantastic. It was amazing But I, I just pictured the people who were working there in the back, they're like, yeah, I'm putting together a bowl, but like, I'm not in a hurry. Like, I I'm picturing that they didn't do any prep of like chopping up things beforehand. Yeah. And it's just like you and me making a bootable at home yeah. where you're chopping everything from scratch in the moment. I also think that like we ordered a specific thing, but back there, they didn't know what was in it. <laughs> they just were like, what do I want to make? Uh, yeah, I'll make some falafel. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, th this is, this has definitely been a very successful scouting trip. And you, and you all have heard for those of you who have been listening for, you know, years now, the past few years for us have really been about embracing slow growth, embracing calm businesses, embracing yeah. just kind of getting off the rat race. And this feels like the ultimate next step of that, of just like 
but also exciting at the same time. Yeah. It's like, it's both calming and stimulating at the same time. I totally. don't know how to describe it. Um, and it feels right. And that's not to say it's not scary. Like yeah. I'm definitely, well, we can talk about, we can end with feelings. Let's talk about just very briefly. Sure. We can't just decide to move to Portugal yeah. because we decided. Yeah. So if this is the honeymoon period, yeah. we're about to get into the like, Oh, now we're moving in together. We're sharing all of our stuff. All the warts are coming out. Uh, what's going on? You you don't put eyelashes on every morning? That's me. I put on <laughs> eyelashes every morning. Uh, but it's like the reality kind of clicks in, which is we have to get a visa. And the good thing is, is that for the past couple of years, Portugal has been very open to remote workers, which is us, coming to Portugal, living in Portugal, creating a life, sharing the your economic... Um, wares with Portugal to not take away from work here. Like we're not trying to move here and get a job here and take away someone's uh, work. We're trying to move here and like give contribute money. Contribute to the economy. Contribute yeah. to the economy. So we are going to start the process. We already have a little bit of the of what it takes to get a visa. Uh, we bought a course that I already blasted through. Uh, we set up a call with two people. We already had one call. Uh, we started the process of getting just some of the initial things. You have to get like a tax ID number here, which we're using the service to do that, and a bank account, which the same service does that. But like, you got to get all your documents in a row. You have to figure out that one of us doesn't have their middle name on any piece of paperwork ever aye, besides aye, their aye. passport. And like, those are the things that we're going to start to run into a lot. Yeah. And then spoiler alert, you have to be in the United States in order to submit that application. Yes. So it throws a little bit of a wrench in our plan of being gone the entire year. Yeah. We, we had a moment where we started, we were like, okay, well, should we just go back next week and just like cancel the rest of our travels or like just take a two week break? And we started to run the numbers and I were like, nope, that's too expensive. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, it's a little bit of like a thing of patience of, yeah. In, we have two months of travel booked, a bunch of things planned, but at as of October 14th, that is the date that we believe we are going to head back to the U.S. and embark on this process. We're going to try and do as much as we can ahead of time, but we can't submit anything. We can't get things notarized. We can't. We have to do a fingerprints thing. Like we can't do any of that until we hit the ground in the U.S., and maybe we'll share more of that if you care in future episodes. Definitely send us an email if you just want to know all those details. We'll, if we get enough emails, maybe we'll keep recording some of that stuff. But yeah, that's a daunting process. And we've already run into multiple conversations that have had tension, that have had, we see things differently on how we would do something. Mm -hmm. And so it's testing us mm -hmm. as this trip has for an entire year. It's a whole other set of tests that we're getting into. And we're just trying to over communicate. We're trying to take a pause and be like, we don't need to get frustrated about the fact that somehow your middle name didn't end up on any bank account <laughs> we have. And that's no one's fault. It's just a frustrating, <laughs> stupid thing. Uh, and we're just going to try and meet every bit of resistance of this as possible in thinking of the reason we're doing all this is to have the life that we felt this past week mm -hmm. and to feel as good as we do and to feel as happy as we do and to see more dinosaur stuff all mm. the time. And that to me is what this is all going to be worth. But yeah, it's going to get really interesting here because now we're going to be in this process of like, we have two months until we go back to the U.S. to do this. Yeah. And all I want to do is do it now. I and know. you can't. And you can't. And we both really struggle with that once you've made a decision. Yeah. Like, then you have to wait. It's the worst thing for it's both of us. It's the worst. But yeah. it's a good practice yeah. of being patient. And yeah, from my side, I think that, first of all, you know, as much of a roller coaster as this whole year has been, I am so glad that we've done it, not only because of the amazing memories that we've made and like it lived up to all my expectations in terms of like, 
I mean, I've, I have literally infinite amount of memories that I'll never forget of places that just surprised me and were interesting, but also the ways that this year has stretched me and continues to stretch me. And I'm so much more capable now than I thought I was when we started. And I think there's no better preparation for the next chapter of our lives to hopefully have kids than to prove to myself I'm more capable than I thought because I know that's going to be a challenge. And of course, that's those are lessons that I want to pass down to our kids. Um, but this is an example of a really big leap that we're taking and it feels so scary. And I'm challenging myself to not focus on all of the ways that this will be scary and to instead focus in the form of worry, you know, worrying about the future and instead focus on my, on trusting myself that I'm capable. Because if I can just focus my energy on trusting that I'm capable, then I can meet every moment with confidence that I can handle it, you know? Um, So that's the biggest thing that I'm doing in order to kind of keep that anxiety at bay. And so far that's working. And then... Um, you know, the second thing that I think is helping me is I told Jason this, that a lot of what was holding me back to making this big decision was thinking that I I realized that in my head there, it was this binary decision of either I go forward and move to a different country full of all these unknowns that I know is going to bring me pain, challenges, uh, hardships and all of that, or I'm going to move back to the comfort of California with everything that I know. And I'm not going to have any pain (laughs) challenges or hardships. Like it, which is not true. Like it's a false, it is a false dichotomy that my brain was creating, which was telling me what you don't know. The unknown is full of pain and everything that you already know is not any pain. And that's not true. Because I could just as easily have something terrible happen to me in a place that I am fully comfortable because that's life, you know? And I share that because if you are someone who struggles with anxiety, I want you to question and have maybe take a step back and see when your brain is trying to play those tricks on you and go, oh, nope, that's that's an unknown future. Or, or maybe it's a new business you want to start. Or maybe it's a job that you really deep down want, but you're afraid to take it. Your brain is going to lie to you and tell you that all the bad stuff might happen in the unknown and no bad stuff is going to happen in the safety of your known. But that is not true. Bad stuff can happen anywhere at any time. That's the nature of life. So why not take the leap towards something that you know that you want deep down and trust yourself that you'll be able to weather whatever hardships come? What a feeling section. That's feelings. That's great stuff. Uh... My feelings. Yep. What are your feelings? Yep. I yep. have them. Yep. Yep. Those, there they are. I'm ready to go. Are you nervous at all about moving to a different country? No, not at all. Uh, the thing I'm most nervous about, to be honest, is just not getting approved. It's not right. having our visas get approved Something because it's out of our control. Something that would be out of our control. Yeah. 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 And there's just, you know, that's as someone who control is such an important thing for, it's a very difficult process for me to feel out of control, but it's just a, a continued test like this whole year has been yeah. of just like... You know, you're going to run into an Airbnb where it smells like a sewer, the fire fire alarm goes off, <laughs> and you just have to leave. And, like, that's not what you saw as the plan, but you just need to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I'm really hopeful. I mean, the good news is, too, is we're not the first people who've done this, so there's mm-hmm. so much information that we're getting. Again, the process does change, though, so you can't, like, 
what one person says that worked six months ago might be different for us. But yeah, it's the next couple of months of travel are going to be fun because we got a bunch of stuff that's great. And like, our, we're going to see family members and like, that's really exciting to like have them come to Europe. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't like really ready to get back, get this process over with, then come back here and like start our lives because now I can see it. And now I can like appreciate that this whole trip was for trying to find exactly what we found and we found it. And that makes me feel so good. Those are feelings. Those are did feelings. I have some? You did. Good job. Ah, cool. Thank you for sharing. Okay. I love you so much. Oh, nice. Me or the people? Um, both. Okay, great. Uh, well, we really hoped you enjoyed hearing about this entire saga that was now we're moving to Portugal. This is the most like real time we've ever shared a big decision in our lives. I'm a little bit nervous because once we put it out there, it's out there. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of things that could change. And we will keep share you posted those, if yeah, something we'll share changes. that with you when it happens. Uh, but we're just, we're so excited. We hope this was somewhat interesting to just hear how we kind of went through this entire process. And again, we'll keep you posted if you want to send an email. Hello at Wandering Aimfully. Let us know your questions, your thoughts, that you're excited. I hope it just helps you hear two people trying to navigate a big life move in real time so that if you're trying to make a decision in your life, like maybe there was one or two or three things that you could pluck out about how to be open-minded or maybe you have your own percentage likelihood scale with your partner <laughs> or, you know, all of those things or maybe some of those conversations about setting expectations before you make a decision. That's my hope is that you know, it's interesting because it's just a thing that we're doing, but that more importantly, you can apply it to your own circumstances. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up there. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. We'll be back hopefully next, next week in case yeah. we hit a big curveball, uh, but we should be fine. And yeah, we'll, we'll be That's back it. with a more normal episode next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs>